Welcome to Heartspeak Podcast, episode 246, Walking Skillfully Through the Mist. Welcome to the Heartspeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world. It's good to be back with you. And we're moving into rather misty times over these next few weeks, which I'm going to talk about. And it's going to be more and more important for us to be able to focus not in our heads, not in our dreams, but through our bodies. What do we feel in our body? What are we sensitive to? So if you're able to do this, Obviously, if you're driving or doing something else, don't do it until later. But if you can, just close your eyes for a moment and just ask yourself, what color do I feel today? Don't judge it. Just allow that intuitive knowing to bring a color to your mind. And then open your eyes and we'll move forward. You know, I was asked this recently in a seminar I was attending, and I was amazed by the color that my body was showing me. And it wasn't a color I necessarily felt was a good color for me at that time and realized that I had lost a lot of my boundaries in the situation I was in, and I needed to create healthier boundaries and bring back that color into my life that was going to bring me balance and healing and harmony. And it, it reminds me of how very quickly we both can lose energy and also we can restore that using something like color or sound because they're very available to us. I can, I can stand in the sunlight and feel that warmth on my body, but also bring that golden red color into my body when maybe during a sunset. Or maybe I look at my beautiful flowers out there in the garden at the moment and I can just draw that energy in from the roses, from the buddleia that is blooming at this time. There's so much accessibility for us in our environment and it restores our energy. So at the end of this podcast, I'm going to be offering a short meditation to see how we can adjust our energy field, just in these simple ways, but by listening to our bodies. Because at the moment, our heads are going wild. So much activity. So Mercury, which rules Gemini, is in the house, is in Gemini. So it's racing through Gemini. Spent so long in Taurus, it has to catch up with itself. So there's a lot of very fast-moving thinking going on, a lot of information coming out. And it's moving so fast, sometimes it's hard to catch up with it, even on our emails, etc. But it's not necessarily something that we want to get attached to. And I think that's what I want to make sure that you can and I can find a steadiness in this time of tremendously accelerated energy coming into our world. So because of this very fast energy, you may have had difficulty sleeping or your dreams may have been very disturbing or I've certainly had that experience, very detailed dreams, but really quite disturbing, but not necessarily personal. feels like I'm watching 
something run past me very quickly as if I'm watching a video that's on fast forward. <laughs> and it's not necessarily a video that's connected to me. Or you may be feeling more tired than usual because your dream state and your sleep state is being disturbed. Or maybe odd symptoms are coming out your body. Why have I got this pain in my neck? Or why have I got this odd symptom in my body? And nobody can really understand what's going on. And this associates very much with the new moon that's coming on the 18th and Saturn turning retrograde on the, on the 17th. So let's just look at the new moon, new moon in Gemini towards the end of Gemini. But it is at that time being squared by Neptune that is in Pisces. So Pisces and Gemini are square to each other. Neptune in Pisces has been going on for some time, but this is very, Neptune is about the mystical, Pisces is about the collective unconscious. With Gemini squaring that, it's as if we're being downloaded or imploded <laughs> with information that's coming from that collective unconscious. That's why many of our dreams, it's not connected to us, it's just like this is inpouring of energy. We're also, with Neptune, it is now aligned to the center of the galaxy, the, the center of the galaxy, and, and it will be until 2026. So we're receiving a lot of information that's coming through the heart of the Great Mother, as I call her, the center of the galaxy, information that's coming from other galaxies, other universes. And there's an excitement in that. It's like, yay, we're connecting through, we're being informed by what's coming from the universe, the galaxy, our consciousness is expanding, woo! But there is a sense of perhaps some naivety that everything that's in the collective unconscious is something that we want. It's like, yay, we're becoming more spiritual. Well, we are, but that's only in a way that we are receiving information that is on of a higher frequency, but not necessarily one that resonates with our souls. And I saw that as I was at that conference I was talking about where everybody was getting very excited about taking DMT or LSD or, or different mind-altering drugs, like, yay, we can go float around in the astral world and do what we like without any consideration <laughs> that in the astral world is everything that humanity has ever experienced and civilizations before humanity and after humanity. In other words, it's just the collector of emotions and mental states and thought forms. And if we take such a mind-altering drug or we have a journey like that, we have to go with very clear intention, as I've mentioned before, of what we want to get out of that. In other words, bring towards me those pieces of information that harmonize with my soul, that take me to a new level, that allow me to grow, allow me to know myself fully, whatever words you use, but be aware that there's an awful lot of stuff going around that you don't want to connect to. And I can feel myself, my Gemini self, speaking very fast today. <laughs> so there's so much coming in and... I like the idea that we connect through love, we connect to resonance, but really important if we're going to walk through this mist, this mystery that's coming our way, given to us by, by Neptune, is, is really about how do we decide what to integrate, what to take into our bodies? How do we know what is right for us? And our head isn't the best guide on this. First of all, it's only 
Our brain is only able to pick up on those things that have already been experienced. But we can also just get excited through our heads, but not consider whether or not our heart needs this. So this is why I suggest using our, our body as an indicator of, does this nurture me? Does this help me grow? Does this bring me pleasure? And this, whether this is an interaction with another person, again, some sort of information that's exchanged between me and someone else, or with nature, or with what I'm watching on YouTube or on social media, does this exchange of energy help me grow? And does it enhance that which is also out there? Because it has to be reciprocally rewarding. Now, I'm putting all those ideas around, and obviously when sometimes when we're watching something or listening, we're, we're, take, we're being informed, bringing into form, which is what Gemini does. But when a bee lands on a, a beautiful plant, flower, and ta it takes the pollen, it's also feeding that plant with joy because the, the bee has noticed its beauty. So there's always an exchange of energy in the nature kingdoms. You might say, well, something may be killed by someone else, but that's true. But the fact is that that animal that is given, giving its life for another animal is also receiving something in return. So I don't want to get too much into the logistics of that. But what I am saying is we're in a stage now where there is an awful lot of information coming in enhanced by the fact that Saturn is in Pisces, so Saturn and Neptune there in Pisces, and Saturn is now going retrograde from the 17th. So it's almost like we're getting a bit confused about what, what, who are we, what are we, what should we receive, what's true, what's not true. You notice that? There's so much information coming in, and, and some of it is being filtered out by those who don't want us to know things, and some of it's coming into our life but is so overwhelming we, we wish we'd put some stops on it so we have to decide how is this information that I'm receiving actually enhancing my life now at the same time of this expansion of consciousness we also have other facets that are taking place at the same time and I've been looking at the Leo energy Mars and Venus are in Leo and how they're being impacted at this moment by this rush of energy. So Leo is fire, Gemini is air. And so we're like, whoa, let's make do more, let's do more. And then we get lost in the mistiness of Pisces. And it reminds, reminded me that in Eleusis, which is a city in Greece, there were what we call the Eleusian mysteries, and they took place in September, over 1,500 years, a long time. And they were called mysteries because nobody really knew what happened once you entered into this beautiful temple complex. But we, we saw it as an initiatory process. And similar initiatory processes also happening in Egypt and, and the Maya lands and other lands that I've studied. And the beginning of that process and this was very true of Eleusius, that you would walk to this place, let's say from Athens, and along the way, there would be people who would be either tempting you to follow them 
or criticizing you that you weren't good enough to go to Eleusis Mysteries. And this was all tempting or trying out your solar plexus and your sense of inner power, your sense of inner knowing, your sense of, am I okay? And so as you walked along, I think it was quite a distance you had to walk from Athens to Eleusis. I mean, it's, it's a short distance now by car, but it would be quite long if you were walking it. People would be jeering at you or saying, oh, come this way, don't go that way. And that's what the beginning of any initiatory process is about. Same happened in Egypt. And it tested not just our fears, and I think many a time we might read about fears uh, of being buried alive in Egypt, for instance, or you know being sent into the darkness. In other words, there's a lot of knowledge that people who wanted to start their path of spiritual initiation had to first face their fears. And they might be darkness or spiders or other things that we may all have you know some fears about being buried alive, etc. But I think more difficult wasn't so much about, those, if I may say, more physical fears were about who am I? Do I exist? Do I exist beyond my external validation? So here were these people who were devaluing you or jeering at you or tempting you. <laughs> and I think that's what's going on now. That's why I'm spending a little time there. It's like that skillfully walking along this path between Athens and Eleusis was was very much about, do I know who I am without having someone else validate it or take it away from me? And that empowerment doesn't come from what we know or what we've done, because they also rely on that external validation. It doesn't mean that it doesn't have value, but doing those things did that empower you? Did you receive the empowerment, the celebration of who you are? And therefore, you no longer needed a validation from external sources. Like if you're a mother, you say, yeah, I, I know I'm a good mother. I don't need someone to keep telling me that. If, uh, you're, uh, you know, if you're intelligent, do you need to keep proving that? Or do you just know it? You say, I know this. And when we have that sense of knowingness, it's in our heart. It can't be taken away. It's sacred to us. This is who I am. And when we have that, it isn't boasting or feeling overly confident. It's just saying, I am connected to the mothering energy of all mothering energy. I'm connected to the intelligence of all intelligence. It can't, it's not about taking it away or getting more. It's just who I am. So it's really feeding ourselves with those archetypal energies, we could call them. It's like, yep, that's who I am. So someone jeering at me and saying I'm no good, it's like, yep, that's not going to work. Or say, oh, come in my direction. You know, you can be famous. No, that's not going to work either. And I've noticed over the last few weeks, uh, I've been meeting people who have a lot of neck issues. That's you know, very much connected with Taurus. So it's Taurus, which is both the stubbornness, I'm going to do it my way, but also the stubbornness and determination of the bull. I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to force this through. And that both that Taurus energy and that Leo energy have this sort of energy that says, I'm determined to do this, whatever. And that's a fabulous energy to have. You know, you're determined to, to help people or whatever, but be careful that it's not aligned to the need for approval or the need for approval from the, the spirit world. I would say like getting brownie points when you pass over. 
And I, and I ask people and they say, well, you know, would you still do this thing if nobody knew you were doing it? If that's the truth, then you probably are not attached to the result. And so everything I'm speaking about today is that misty world where when we enter into that collective unconscious with this astral world, this mental world, we're going to be facing these temptations or these jeerings and criticisms. It's all there. And it's not out there in the world. It's in us. So it's really asking us, how solid do I feel in who I am? And it's not solid because I'm God, <laughs> because that's, again, just another belief system. It's solid because I am who I am. And that means there's a flow of energy. It's a flexibility. It's not a solidness that says, I've got to hold on tight and now I know. It's like, yeah, I can let something go because it doesn't deplete me. And I can take something in because it doesn't necessarily enrich me. It is just who I am. I hope this is making sense to you. And I just return to that throat chakra. When I'm so determined to make something happen, it can often be because I need to make it happen to know who I am. Or I believe the world needs it. Again, that sense of I'm here as the Messiah or someone to save the world. We cannot go into this place with this alignment to the galactic center, this Neptunian energy, while we're still carrying those smaller parts of our ego that need to be fed. And it's so tempting to take those with us. It's like, well, if I'm not that, then who am I? And that really shows up. Would you again be who you are even in a dark space? And that's similar to being buried alive, but not a fear of darkness, but a fear of nothingness. But can I also be in my power even in that place of nothing? It's not about losing ourselves. It's about knowing we exist beyond those more superficial appreciations. Okay, so let's just, if you're able, go into this meditation. If it's not possible at this time because you're driving or doing something else, will you just hold back from going into the meditation until you have the space, the safe space to go here? If you're in that safe space now, please to close your eyes. And I always like us to take a short breath in, long out breath. Breathing out all the thoughts, everything that I've been speaking about, you don't need them at the moment. Breathe it down through your body. Breathing out all the thoughts of yourself at this moment. Trusting your body, breathing down through your body, letting go of those energies. And now take yourself to your heart chakra is fed by Leo the lion. And through your heart, see yourself outside a house. This is the house of possibilities. This is the possibilities we're all being given at this moment with Neptune in Pisces, Saturn in Pisces, this sense of everything is possible, but what feeds us? So you can look at your house, might be something you recognize, Maybe just something that is in your mind's eye. And the door opens to you and you enter into a hallway, large hall, and you see there are many doors off this hall. Some of you have done a similar exercise with me, but let that go. 
And one of the doors opens and out comes an animal that represents your wise self. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's whatever works for you. What is the animal, the totem animal that represents your wise self? See it now. This wise animal can talk to you, can whisper in your ear. But this animal knows what is true for you, the path you're walking. Nobody else matters. It's about what is going to bring you to the place you need to be at the end of this life. And it takes you to one door. And as the door opens, you're on that path that I was talking about from Athens to Eleusis. You may not need to see the path in a true way, but you get that sense you're in this, this path, this roadway, and maybe it's where you are now. And you're seeing that there are many temptations saying, come this way, be famous, come talk. You're needed. Or maybe there are voices saying, you're no good. You're never going to make it. Nobody loves you. Just walk this path. And as you do, sense how your body feels. Again, sense what the color is of your body when this is happening. Sense how you hold your body when this is happening. Maybe you're determined and you're pushing forward, or maybe your body slumps. How does your body feel? How do you feel emotionally? How do you relate to certain people in your life when you're like this? And now, fortunately, that image just fades and you can go out of that room back into the main hall and meet your wise self. And you can just ask your wise self, your wise animal, what do I need to do to not be affected by these things if you were affected? Now it takes you to another door, and through this door, maybe it's the same path. This time, maybe you're connecting to yourself, connecting maybe to the earth beneath you, sky above you, connecting to the truth of who you are, the, this flow of energy. And you can allow the energy to flow because you're full already. And all it does is allow you to experience that fullness in new ways. So you enter into this new room, this new pathway, roadway. And you walk along and you, you may see and feel your body a different color. And you can still hear the jeers or the comments, temptations, but start to feel in your body how your body reacts in a different way. Maybe it's your body sings to you or you see this color in your body. Maybe you even sense the energy flowing through it in a very different way. 
You can use all your senses, your smell, your taste. How does it taste? How does it smell? How does it feel? You may even have your wise being with you on the journey. There feels like a detachment from all of the outside. And you see, you feel that in your emotions and you feel it in your relationships with others. And now, Return out of that room back into the main hall. And you can just for a moment listen to your wise animal. And then you can bring the animal with you if you wish, or you can just leave the house as it is. But as you bring yourself back now to the room where you are, opening your eyes, be aware that that state of strength, that state of skillfully walking through the mist is yours now. You don't have to do anything, you know it's there. And as you're moving towards this new moon on the 18th, new moons mean new cycles, if you're hearing me before that time, on the 17th, remember to do the exercise of putting everything you're ready to let go of into water, letting it be absorbed into a glass of water, and then pouring that water onto Mother Earth or into water itself, into the sea, saying, I let go of all those beliefs I have about myself, everything that no longer serves me. And I then, on the new moon, Draw the energy, repeat that process, draw that energy into your body, those colors, those sounds that makes you say, I am. I am informed with myself. I've allowed that energy to enter me. My consciousness has expanded beyond those energies that can distract me back in tune with myself. Until next time, have a good week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.